Welcome to yet another edition of PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Ivumbi. For the second time ever, I'm doing a, a second batch of three. This is the third episode of the second batch of three. And I'm trying to see if it's a, a method I could actually be using to make sure I churn out as much material as possible. In the initial stages of this podcast, I used to do 10 episodes a week and hopefully 11 if I get lucky. But with, with work being what it is and me wanting to maintain the integrity of the quality of material I create, I figured maybe I should do one episode a day for five days of the week. And then later it turned into because I'm not able to actually do the, the episodes either in the morning or in the evening of certain days, depending on that which is the perfect topic to speak on. I will postpone the actual topic for maybe the weekend or I'll postpone three of those topics for the weekend. And this is the second week where three topics came to mind. I, I just put them as, as notes on my notepad in the, in the phone and in the in the weekend as I built up to the weekend because it always takes Saturday off to just have a break and just relax. I use that time to even get better informed on the topics I wanted to touch on. And the topic I'm about to touch on, I've actually got even more enthusiastic about it because there's something I, I, I just did uh, after recording the last episode. And it was going through different uh, websites to f- try find information that would best inform this episode. And the reason why it's titled Fight or Flight is because I've been having this conversation not only with myself but with my aunts and my and my my, my brothers and my friends uh, in regards to what would be the best step to take and what would be the next great adventure to follow up on upon completing the things that I've been working on for the last couple of years and the thing about me is I like seeing things through and because I like seeing things through I will always take the time to just meticulously go through that which is supposed to be done and how to actually attack those particular issues and because of that, it made me have this curiosity about my personality type. I have heard of A personality and B personality, and I, and I also thought, like, okay, let's see what these things stand for. And I, and I decided to go online and just watch different things that I could find, just small pieces of information that's condensed enough that actually touches on these particular personality types. And I, I went through one, which is the personality A and the personality B. And the way they described both personalities, the, the extremes of either side did not really describe what I was. And then I, I watched another clip that actually was talking, talking on this type D and type T personality. And when I looked at those particular personalities also, it didn't make sense. So I did what logically would be done by anybody who has a smartphone or is sitting in a place where they have access to a PC and the internet. I sought a test that exists online that explains personality type, personality types or gives you an exam for personality traits. And the site I went to was a site called 16personalities.com. And when you go to the site, they'll give you a, a questionnaire which, which you can actually run through. I, I encourage anybody and anybody and everybody to run through those particular uh, uh, tests that they have. And it takes less than, I think, 20, 20, 30 minutes to run through all the questions. And the answers range from I agree to disagree, and then there's at least three to to the levels of increase in how much you agree and decrease in how much you disagree. And then when, when you go through the test, you you in the end are given the name of your personality type and there's even an introductory to what that personality type is and the research that they've done as far as the 16 personalities website is concerned. And I went through it and it is safe to say from the reading I've done after knowing what the personality type is, I tend to agree with them. <laughs> it's 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 mind blowing. So, according to the site and the way I answered my my questionnaire, my personality type is architect or integer A or INTJ 
dash a i don't know what that means but it's architect my personality type is architect and some of the results that i got when i'm looking at how the, they've judged the way my mind works and in, in, based upon my answers energy nature tactics uh uh, identity when I look at that and then I run through the different descriptions that they had for the personality type I tended to agree with it because it just made so much sense and the idea behind the personality type of architect is this and I'm just paraphrasing from something that I've actually seen and I've just read when it comes to how I analyze things for example when I'm told that you know, you're probably not having enough chances to make great things happen in your country right now you probably should travel the first thing I think about is well if I'm going to travel it means I have to go to that place and start from scratch why would I want to do that if I know I have the internet and, I can, and whoever wants to talk to me from that side of the world could literally just Skype a call or just make a WhatsApp video call or there's countless apps right now that could actually make sure the conversation would happen between me and this person on the other side of the world and we're even able, able to pay each other for the money that for the work that is created why do I need to move and that's the first thing I think about and then there's another thing that is logically I would like to see things through in the place that I'm at and make sure I finish that which I've already started where I am at why would I take myself somewhere else and start building a new thing when I know for a fact that I'll be nagged by the idea of the last thing I was creating I never finished and I was looking at that and then I was just going through it and that analytical thinking is what ma makes me agree with the fact that the whole description of me being uh, a personality that is architect makes sense. Because another thing they mentioned is that the most villains that they create in films, in, in narratives, in movies, the logical agreement that they make with themselves they don't need people to actually uh, endorse the plan or back the plan when they personally make certain decisions they follow that plan to a t and they will follow that plan to the very end knowing that it is them who feels that i am right in what i'm saying i am right in what i'm doing all of you just need to see what it means first then you probably will get in line or you'll back the argument that i'm actually putting forward that being said i'm literally in full agreement with what this exam said and it's always been the way I do things. I mean, and I think I love the, the thing I love the most about this personality type and the way they've described it is it literally even broke down the way I conduct myself as far as relationships and friendships go. No, I haven't read the part about friendships, but I think I fairly go with an assessment of when it comes to how I deal with my friends. I've had the same singular best friend for the last 11 years and he gets how my mind works and he accepts that in order for me to actually function in that way, I got to do what I do to do in order for me to be fulfilled. And the moment I'm fulfilled, everybody's happy all around. It means I'll be rare to find. It means I'll not be as present as I'm supposed to be. It means that logically I am trying to make sure things come to life in my end before I come back and hang out on this other end. And if I do hang out on this other end, I'll have to compensate for that time when I go back to where I'm supposed to be. Now, just based upon that on my friendship side that would work on relationship side it is for lack of a better phrase a shit show because to a certain extent i still think that you could add logic to the feelings of emotion and romance which is a mistake you cannot have that because love is something that is constantly changing and shifting and then this is the part where you can tell my the the personality of architect is kind of right i will then remove myself from the equation 
I will remove myself from having to try find or even the pursuit of love in order for me to fulfill that which I need to fulfill because it feels like it's less stress to handle and less things to deal with. And when I put that thing in perspective, know this, I am conscious of the fact that I know time is fleeting and I accept it. That kind of personality trait being put across and being told that that's the personality trait that I contain is the weirdest. Let's put it this way. I'm actually excited to know that I'm not the only one who thinks the way I think. Because according to the site, these are some of the people who actually have carried this particular character trait. And I'm not trying to say that I'm allying myself with these particular individuals because that's another thing about this personality trait. I don't like to be put into an assembly line of people who you think think the same way that you do. But here are the characters they've actually put as, as far as this website is concerned. Again, the website is called 16personalities.com. Take the time to go visit this particular website if you want to. Just, just out of curiosity. It's a test that takes you less time and you just get to hang out with yourself thereafter and review these things as you break yourself down personally. So, here's some of the names they put out. Friedrich Nietzsche is one person they put in the list. And I find that hilarious because Friedrich Nietzsche is the guy who wrote the the, the book that touches on the character known as the Ubermensch or the Superman character. And because of this Superman character, it's no surprise that a lot of things that comic book writers put together kind of hint at this man's writings. And he suffered a mental illness and I think he, he passed away in a mental institution. I'm not really sure. Or there was substance abuse. I have to revisit the story of Friedrich Nietzsche. But that's one personality. The second personality, ladies, believe it or not, the second personality is Michelle Obama. I don't know why she's on this list, but I don't think I ever really dove into the personality traits of Michelle Obama because I never really paid attention to Michelle Obama per se. Not because she's not a force of nature, but just because I wasn't really keen on American politics during the time of the Obama's leadership. I was I was surprised and I was I paid attention when they got into office, but past that I never really gave much of a damn. Kenya had its own issues it needed to go through and I was more worried about that and when it comes to America, the only thing I really care about is what their foreign policy is and what new trends may affect how everybody else wants to be in with the clique or down with the clique and what we watch thereafter. The other person they put on this list is Elon Musk. And when I see Elon Musk in the in the list, I'm like, okay, well, they say architect is an inventor. He's constantly trying to make the next thing happen. So the, the element of being cerebral about every decision you make, I think that kind of probably why he's on the list in the first place i mean this guy made his own car company then he's now trying to make space missions possible outside of nasa think on that another person on this list is christopher nolan the film director this guy made some of the movies that i thoroughly enjoyed take for example why i like the heath ledger joker character the character made sense how weird is that to actually put out into the public the character made sense and whenever he broke down the things he was trying to do i'd hear what he was saying and i'd be like huh oh, fair enough i think i can agree with that and last but not least the next character considered to have the type a architect sorry the the, the type architect personality i think it's the j into j i think it's the personality j i'm not sure but the other architect personalities that we may know of take a deep breath because this is a weird one vladimir putin and the reason I find this kind of hilarious is because when I look at Vladimir Putin and how he discussed things with Oliver Stone in the documentary series they did of the interviews with, with Vladimir Putin, in certain ways he'd say certain things and I'd be like, uh, that, that makes sense. It makes great sense to me. And I'll say this, and these are not political views that I actually am going to say that 
I'm, I'm, I stand by. I'm just saying, hear me out. The, the, the things that this guy does as fast trying to make sure he maintains power the guy was raised in the, in the KGB he's, he's, only, he's a person who understands law and languages and he to a certain extent just wants a grip on power he's in his 60s the scars that he probably suffered because of the fall of the Berlin Wall that's a whole other story altogether but just hear me out when he was being interviewed and I'm paraphrasing he was being interviewed about uh, the reinforcing of NATO now, NATO was an organ that was created as far as having nuclear warheads in certain superpower countries. And it's supposed to be like the watchdog that tells these countries, hey, you can't just be throwing bombs at people. You need to cut that out. You need to control yourself. Now, the construction of something like NATO or the even establishment of NATO was born as a result of America dropping the first atomic bomb. So you drop a bomb and then you're the first person to dictate if it's supposed to be used or not or it's supposed to be out there or not. So you tell all the other countries who may have been potential victims of the bomb that you are now going to be watchdogs because we're the first guys to prove that this thing should not be done and we prove that it should not be done because we did it. Now, when he was being asked about that, he, he, he just goes, okay, so they're reinstating NATO but for what who are we fighting what is this potential war in the future that we're supposed to have and then on top of that when it comes to how people criticize uh, Russia for everything that it is we are a young country in regards to having the understanding of democracy or the breakdown of power to more than one person being the superpower individual I mean they've, they've always had a supreme leader for the longest time and only in the late 80s and early 90s have they started having their own take in regards to what democracy is. And the country dictating to them what democracy looks like is a country that has had 300 plus years of practice. Think about that statement for a second. When he made that statement, and I remember I'm paraphrasing what he said. When he made that statement, he literally aligned himself with a country like South Africa. South Africa only got to, to have um, multi-party politics and have more than one race involved in the political movements. And that all happened in 1994. So South Africa is a young country and it's still finding its own footing. It's still finding its own basis. It's still finding its own self. Now, take these two particular countries distance from each other and take for example that the, there's a certain mass of people who were disenfranchised in the south africa it's based upon racial lines in russia it's based upon class lines and i think a little bit of race was also involved when you go through the history of most of these countries race is sometimes the underbelly and in those countries when they're trying to find their own footing and find their own understanding of things outside forces looking in would think about a person as too much of a supreme leader and too aggressive to how he deals with the people of his country same can be said about an individual like kagame but kagame's leadership makes sense to me because when you look at how he does things he gets the fact that the scars and the wounds of what they went through in the 90s is still present and it is very very important to curb and control any person who's trying to excessively bring that topic up or trying to even hint at making those topics come back to fruition. Away from that, let's bring it back to another context. Let's take it to... Um, uh, let me find another country here. Um, South Sudan. South Sudan is a country that is less than five years old, if not five years old. I'm not really certain when they got their independence, but let's just go with that. South Sudan is also trying to find its own footing and also trying to find its own understanding of itself. Young countries always have a struggle to see who's going to benefit where and how. It's very recently I made an episode of this podcast where I mentioned that because 
the colonial movement was coming to an end and independent countries were being born the very first people who actually were in a point of advantage were the guys who a either fought for the army of the of the uh powers that actually were controlling the lands or b were collaborators as far as trying to make sure that their individual either families or communities were safeguarded and protected or see the guys who were oppressed by the powers that actually came in and have forcibly pushed those people out and as a result of pushing those people out they can now dictate their own futures but some people have to suffer because they need their reparations first looking at these things analytically and then i think about how i also rationalize the way i do business it actually still added up now fight or flight when it comes to the fact that I accept and I embrace, and I've said it time and time again, that we are going through first waves of a lot of things in our existence in this country, on this planet, the thing we need to really, really realize is this, especially for my fellow countrymen in Kenya, we're going through generations of firsts. We're the first to do a lot of the stuff that we're doing with ourselves right now. We're the first generation to actually experience the internet. We're the first generation of people who are actually children of independence, and they were the architects of independence and then we came along and we're trying to deconstruct the things that we find non-valuable to us take for example tribalism and and community-based type of nepotism all these things are still things that we're battling within ourselves and because we're battling these things within ourselves the questions are being raised right left and center that being said, I accept that the things I'm going to do are only going to be given accolades or even recognized much later in the future without me actually getting my props at the time I'm supposed to get my props. And notice I'm saying this consciously because I know I've always wanted to get that tap on the shoulder telling me, dude, you've done great. But then when I get that tap on the shoulder, I don't know how to handle it. I don't know how to deal with it. Because it then means that, okay, okay, I've, I've actually reached that point in my successes. I've reached that point in how far I can go with myself. And because I've reached that point, now the question becomes, do I stay here or do I move further? When that came to mind, it literally made me tell myself, okay, now we need to rebuild. And because we need to rebuild, I'm going to push every element and push every factor that actually makes me even better. There's something else I heard also yesterday during the random binge watching of the different pod blogs and vlogs and podcasts that I enjoy. And it was the idea of something that it was said by Charlemagne the God on Brilliant Idiots. And it was something that was a quote he was paraphrasing from T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes believes people when you make it to a certain level in life you want to return back to one but the thing that we're forgetting is it doesn't mean you return to scratch because you're a different person from the experiences you've just gained in that which you've done. So you're not returning to one when you've hit a 10 of success or a 10 of failure. You're returning to one in the sense of you're returning to 11 because you're a level up. So the 11 becomes you're reaching 20. Then when you hit 20 and you need to regroup and reanalyze things, it just means you're now beginning at 21. Then you move up from there. Discovering what my personality type is was one of the coolest things that's happened this day. And I'm grateful I got to actually talk about it. And I'm going to keep on reviewing and and reanalyzing this particular thing because it's fascinating when you see things that tell you you're not insane and you're not out of your mind when you're coming up with these things that you do and the paths that you create for yourself in life. I'm grateful that I finally have answers for that. (laughs) You have no idea how excited I am about that. Remember, 16 personalities, that's the website. Go check it out, 16personalities.com. Say it with me. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Y'all be good, be blessed, have a lovely week ahead. We're about to get greater things to happen in this world. And as always, Uno.